It is a special time. Man, I went broadcasty there. I didn't mean to. Do, do it again. Do, be, be extra broadcast. Really? Yeah, let's do it. And now, here he is, <laughs> the starting defensive lineman for your Jacksonville Jaguars, the man, the myth, the legend. It's Malik Jackson. Yes, yes. Hey. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you, you for know, having me. You know we got a new big contract two years ago <laughs> because of uh, what he's got around his neck and what he's got around his wrist. Oh, uh, man. Simple. I'm, I'm, I'm a I'm, uh Minimalist. So. But, so at the old office about mm-hmm. a month and a half ago, I saw Von Miller walk in. Oh, he's at icy. our old office. Oh he's my gosh! Icy. Yeah, there was a old there was a hedge fund in the old office building, and he was going there to invest his money into the hedge fund. And I said, "Oh, so you got to do something with all that cash you, you got." Yeah, he got way more than I did. But damn, he probably had I'm going to say anywhere from five hundred thousand dollars <laughs> to a million dollars worth of jewelry on him. Yeah, he was definitely he was he's he's one that uh, he's very motiv- motivational. You know that the things he wears and you know you look at him, you're like, dang, I want to kind of be like that. So that's he, the, he's the inspiration for me to, for me to get. He right. is stylish, huh? Very oh, dude, stylish. I yeah. remember I went to his house. Right. Uh, I know house. exactly the chain you're talking about. It's a huge rope chain. Yes. It's absurd. Mm-hmm. He has tens, if not hundreds, of thousands of dollars invested in cowboy hats. Yes. His cars, uh, he, you know what? But you're right, he kind of manifests it. That's yeah. his thing. It's like hipster, yeah. like hipster, gangster, like southerner, all mixed yeah, he's, in he's one. Texas, a bit for of, sure. Texas, for right. sure. Let, let me just address this, because producer Josh is messing with the dials right now. Sims refused to do this <laughs> without the air conditioner on, because we've done the last two podcasts without it, we, and we don't want Malik in here sweating. I, pr- I appreciate you guys thinking about me, because yeah. It's going to be hot, like Chris says. This is going to be hot in Jacksonville, and I don't want to start losing weight now, so I'd rather stay Dude, cool. he look, Malik, you look really good. I appreciate it. You're going to make me blush. Oh, uh, man. You're going to make me because blush. Because you were, so cute when you, blush. <laughs> you, were, you were in our office last time we played Madden, mm-hmm. and I'm seeing more shoulders. I'm seeing, I'm seeing this. I'm seeing the yeah. chest is yeah. different. It's a lot of posture. I've, I've been working on my posture. And we're doing like a lot of curls with the two hundred pound dumbbells. No, you, you know what I'm saying. Stop it. I've been trying to. What get uh, right, you did <laughs> mention earlier? You mentioned earlier diet. Yes. What is what is the off season? What is the July diet for you right now? For me, it's a lot of salads and greens. Um, I try to eat more proteins than than uh, sorry, more proteins. I try to have more vegetables, twice as many vegetables as I do protein. So that's one of the things I also learned from Vaughn. You know, just diet and uh, just trying to eat right. Eat a lot of salads and vegetables and. Kind of cut the red meats out, more chicken. Yeah, yeah. You know? There we go. Yeah. There we go. So a lot of my friends are vegan, but I'm not going. But well, that's great though because I talk <sighs> about the environment and veganism and things that we like. Our addiction in America to red meat, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's I got crazy. so left goes like so sick of hearing. Malik, it. if you bring up global warming, I'm gonna punch <laughs> you in the face. But this is great though because <laughs> it, most people don't believe it. Like I go to Chipotle mm-hmm. every day, and you know, can I have double steak? Can I have yeah. triple chicken? Yeah. And here you are, defensive lineman in the NFL saying less red meat, mm-hmm. less protein, more vegetable proteins, mm-hmm. things that your body can process, mm-hmm. right? Yep. I think it's a lot of studies coming out, and like my friends, like I said, are vegans, so they, they have a lot of uh, interesting information yes. that, you know, protein can get, come from salads and things like that. So I've really, uh, I woke up and ate a salad this morning, actually, and had a nice uh, fresh squeezed orange juice. So. There you go. Get that quinoa, get that black <laughs> Exactly. Get you got to feed the body right. What are you weighing right now? I'm 290. 290. Yeah. Damn, that's a good 290. Yeah, I it was a good 290. Yeah. I was worried it was going to be a sloppy 290. I was hoping <laughs> it was a sloppy 290. <laughs> yeah, Sims wanted to bust your balls. I did. Not I this close. Like maybe, so maybe March. Not Ocho Cinco <laughs> was famous for like still eating McDonald's. Yeah, Do you have anyone on your team that's like, yo, I know you're doing vegan, but like, get come over with this double Whopper and cheese? Nah, not really. I think a lot of guys are off. A lot of guys are off the fast foods. Really? You know, yeah, not too many guys on the team. I mean, I'll, I'll go for a sausage egg muffin every once in a while. Yeah. You know, is there but, anyone that's super strict? 
as far as diet? Yeah. I think uh, Puzlesny. I think he's oh, one of the guys that's super. Yeah, he's, he's, he's solid. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> that might be about it, man. Puzlesny. But yeah. everybody else is a little wavy, but he's probably the one that watched it the most. Uh, yeah, because yeah, we did have a uh, Twitter question from Matt Martin, Mr. Underscore Tangy, Mr. Tangy Zebra. Great. Mm. What is Malik Jackson's favorite cheat meal? My favorite cheat meal. There's a place in L.A. called Tatsu. It's okay. ramen. Uh, I love that place. So you'll get like a big bowl with like an egg in it. Yeah, and some uh, some uh, chicken, not the not the uh, the uh, beef they give. Yeah, uh, and yeah, go ham. It's awesome. L.A. Awesome or um, catch L.A. or you know any nice restaurant. Speaking of L.A., I've always wanted to know this. I don't think I even know this story. So first of all, we got to preface it with you went to Tennessee uh-huh. with my brother. You mm-hmm. guys were best buddies. Yep. I thought you guys like I thought you guys lived together. I was wrong. I text messaged yeah. my brother. Yeah, he was solo. Uh, Dole in a nice, nice. He apartment. was solo. Yeah, Big Phil got him a nice <laughs> yeah, apartment, yeah. huh? So you just yeah. went over there and hung out. And you know, sometimes yeah, just you hang always out. said that Malik owed rent. I did. I was always <laughs> saying he owed rent. Right. I wanted like one point five percent of his new uh. contract, his guaranteed money. I would have called it even there. <laughs> So but <laughs> what I think is amazing, because Lefko and I talk about this a lot, how you know people sometimes just whatever a college coach says or whatever some evaluator says, we just take it and put it in stone. And mm-hmm. here you are, Malik Jackson, hands down one of the five or six best defensive tackles in all of football. <laughs> Appreciate it. And USC didn't really want you, or mm-hmm. you had to leave USC. So mm-hmm. explain to people your story and, and kind of what happened there. Uh, came out of high school, went to the University of Southern California. Um, that was there for two years, and Coach Carroll went up to Seattle. He left. We had the whole Reggie Bush situation, so guys could leave for uh, no repercussions. And I decided to go to Tennessee. It was either Tennessee or Kent State, and I decided to go to Tennessee. And I actually didn't tell any of the coaches till I was in Chicago connecting to go to Tennessee because coaches can kind of tell you where you can and can't go. Yes. You know, and I didn't want that to be an issue for me. So went to Tennessee. Lane there. Kiffin was there at the time, Lane right? Lane Kiffin actually just got just left. And he was just getting ready to leave. Yeah, so I did right. a spring ball with Coach Kiffin and his staff, and right. just wasn't the same. So I had the opportunity to leave, and I'm glad I did. Went to SEC, um, Metro Bro. Gotcha. And, uh, yeah, had a, had a had, we didn't win too much, but I had a good career there. Man, so. you guys didn't win too much, but the <laughs> SEC was damn good at that time. They too. were damn good. Yeah, I mean so. Alabama, LSU. I yeah. mean they, it was legit. Florida I saw you guys was... get your butts whooped a lot in yeah. person. Actually, <laughs> well, Thanks. it's Thanks. it's so interesting <laughs> with with the transfer stuff because how many times do we see a kid um, that is trying to go to the NFL and they go, well, he couldn't cut it at that first school and that's why he transferred. Right. And then you fall down because people think you don't have heart. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, didn't, who was the quarterback? Was that Flacco? That tra- or, did he, or did he always go to Delaware? No, Flacco, you're right. They, they chose Tyler Palco as their right, quarterback and said, Joe, yeah. you stay away. So I tell you, there's college coaches, there's a ton of idiots and out And that there. was the big knock on Flacco was, oh, he couldn't cut it at Pitt. Yes, right. I don't know. maybe. And like, I'm just going to say this. I go on Twitter today and I'm seeing tweets about Bill Polian comments about people in the NFL. He's good and he's not. And I just tweeted, I'm just going to be honest. Can we stop listening to Bill Polian? Do not comment on this. Okay. Uh, can we stop listening to this guy? He's been wrong. So, who was it? Denard Robinson? Was that the guy? Oh, no. It was. No. No. You're re- one of the receivers. Hold on. Adam we're going to. Robinson, Alan Hearns. No. One of the receivers in Tennessee you had Tennessee. on the team there. The one that went to the Raiders. And then, yeah, and then it was on the Bengals. Uh, yes. Um, hold on a second. I'm with blank. Dreads? What's that? With Dreads? Yeah. Dreads? Uh, I want to uh, say he was. Starts da- with a D. Darius. Not Darius. Darius. Uh, no. Denarius Moore. Denarius Moore. Moore. Yeah. Right. He was like his number one wide receiver that free agency and then didn't get signed. Didn't even to get a team. on a team. He constantly makes raw. Ro- like, I, and I know. 
that people at ESPN think he's lost it. Yeah. But mm-hmm. yet they because he's able to come into work he's every Bill day. Napoleon too. He won those. He made four Super Bowls with the Bills right. in the early nineties. You build great teams. Motherfucker, that was yeah. twenty years ago. Right. It's, it's a different league. Ago. Right. So I don't. I get upset with that stuff. But I'm glad Malik didn't comment. Uh, do you want to tell your Diddy story? No. Uh, yeah. I w- I do. Yeah. Okay. Let's go there. Let's first. crack it out. All right. Well, my Diddy story just because we were talking about we were talking about rap. Right. We're talking about rap. <laughs> Malik and Sims air. are both Biggie guys. Biggie I'm a Pac guy. guy. Yeah. And so then we talked about Biggie. I mean uh, Diddy, and you had the. I like Pac. I mean, he was about to come to New York. He was about to come back. Uh, <laughs> that's what they always said. Yeah. But so just a real quick story. My dad at the time uh, he's getting ready to end his career down. He's got an agent, a guy named David Fishoff here in New York City, who was more into like the entertainment world. He represented guys like Ringo Starr from the Beatles and that kind of guy. Right? Didn't really have athletes. So, but regardless, my dad used to go to his office and. He'd see this, you know, group of black guys across the hallway that had this nice office or whatever else, and he was always like, "Man, I wonder what the hell they're doing over there. Who, who is this group?" And it was like 1988 or 89, maybe somewhere around that range. And I think, you know, my dad finally one day asked his agent, "He's like, what, what's the deal with this crew over here? They always say hi to me, what's up, Phil?" And I, I don't know what they do. And he goes, "Yeah, they're trying to like do this something called rap music. Stop. Uh, <laughs> it's it's some guy named Sean Combs over there. Wow. Yes, so." Dad wow. was talking to P. Diddy all these times. Had, no re- had no idea until That's he became awesome. famous. Then P. Diddy actually wore his jersey at one point on the MTV Music Awards. That's incredible. Right. He wore yeah. his jersey. And Dad started to put it all together. It was like, oh, man, I, okay, I, I know that guy. I, I, I met him before. <laughs> and Dad sees him like maybe, a, you know, late 90s again. P. Diddy's a big star. Or it's right when he changed his name from. Puffy. From Puffy or Puff Daddy. And then he went P. Diddy, and then he yeah. just went Diddy, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So dad <laughs> saw him at a restaurant across the restaurant and like, wrote a little note like, happy for your excess, you know, good luck, Puff. Puff Daddy or whatever, and I was, you know, I just like bagged on Dad. I was like, Puffy Daddy, McDaddy. He's changed it. He's Diddy now. Come on, Dad. All right, stick so with the times. What year were you born? 1990. 1990. You grew up in the L.A. area. Yep. What was your music growing up? Like, what was your favorite stuff? Uh, growing up, man, because you grew up right in the middle of it. Middle. Yeah, I, I was a lot of hip hop, R and B. You know, I was big in the. I like a lot of R and B. You know, just get after it kind of stuff. So, just hip hop and R and B. You know, that's pretty much all I really. How how much of a Kendrick up. fan are you? Oh, with I like him Kendrick being a lot from that area and all that stuff. I like him a lot. I think he's very a great lyricist. You know, talks about a lot of great, not great issues, but a lot of good issues, issues that we need to talk about. To talk about. Who is the most played guy in your locker room? Ha. Who controls the the That's stereo, the defensive too. line, or the offensive line? Well, the, the defense usually. Yeah. But uh, you know, we don't we don't get to play music anymore. So. Oh, people complained. Did huh? he yeah. look down? The offensive <laughs> line complained. I nah, guarantee. No, Co- Coach said he wants everybody to be able to have be in their own zone. So if you want to listen to music, you have to uh, put on your headphones. Which I want. I played some, and I wanted everybody to hear the new Gucci that came out. Yeah, it was fire. Right. You yeah. know, but he shut me down. So. So, so nobody uh, totes that that line with Marone nah, right nah, now. Nah, nah. Everybody's like, whatever he says, man. Like nobody's trying to trying to push the envelope or nothing. So it's a little different than Gus. Bradley. That's where we. I, I think <laughs> yeah. that's where we. I, I want to go at least just real quickly, yeah. just about like what it's like with the new regime because I think first they want to set the tone right away. Set mm-hmm. the tone. It's their first chance. You know, I mean, it's his second chance, but it, mm-hmm. he's a head coach. He wants the team to be great in the first year. Uh, what other people don't realize out there is. When players get a new head coach, it makes their off season harder because, yeah. of course, things are more strict, and now you have more OTAs yep. and an extra mini camp. Yep. So it's not the same old off season. So just tell us a little bit about it. Uh, it's definitely a lot. A lot has changed, you know. And I think the mindset with coach is, uh, you can always, if you start 
harder on people, you can always ease up, you know. But if you start easy and you try to go harder, people aren't really going to adapt as well. True. So yeah. I think he took that approach, and, and and it's not the same as Coach Bradley. You know, it's just different. I'm not saying it's better or worse. It's just different. Uh, with, with Coach Marone and uh, Coach Coughlin there, you know, some of those things, meetings are earlier. Uh, you have to be early. You know, you have to just uh, – it's a, it's a lot – I'm not going to say stricter, but it's just a lot tight, the tighter ship. You it's know, stricter. tighter ship. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we yeah. look at Coughlin and we're but like – we have a lot of young kids, though. So it's a lot of young, be young, like lot of young players. So, right. you know, as, as an older player and somebody – we went 3-12 and 12 last year, so – who am I to say we don't need this? You know, yeah, so right. If you went three and twelve, man, you, you went three and thirteen. Three and thirteen was it? <laughs> yeah, you guys are so fucking talented. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Uh, did anyone that first time not get the memo and like show up a little bit late? And was did everyone like who's, what was the who's reaction? had the big learning curve? Like you know, <laughs> where like damn things are different in this regime. I think all the younger guys, yeah. you know, because you know you're, you're a younger guy and all those older guys were telling them, you know, we need to start winning and paying attention to Coach Bradley because. It only gets worse from him, yeah. you know, and, and I didn't really understand. So I think a lot of young guys are understanding that, you know, when he says be on time or, for example, if you're two seconds late, you know, he'll send you home and you can come back tomorrow, you know. And, and as you know, like this is our livelihood. You know, we don't. it's not mandatory to be there, but if I'm in the city, like yeah. I want to work out and be yeah. with the guys, you know right. what I'm saying? So it's kind of like a – it kind of sucks. But uh, How involved is Coughlin? How often do you see him? You see him around a lot. And, and I, to be honest with you, I don't even know how much he's involved in because you see him, but he doesn't really say anything. Mm. So I think him and Coach Verona are having conversations about what they want the team to be like. And uh, yeah. But as far as, like, talking to players or, or kind of talking over Coach uh, Marone, he doesn't say anything. Yeah, he's it, Palpatine. He, you know Star Wars. He's the, he's the evil emperor behind yeah. Darth Vader. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. do you feel like you've noticed, like, uh, one thing just as an outsider who, mm-hmm. you know, we evaluate and talk about football all day long is, like, okay, your team was all spread, predicated mainly on speed, right? Uh-huh. And it seems to me, and maybe I'm wrong, please tell me if I am, that this group of coaches and Coughlin made a little conscious effort to make the team bigger this year. Yeah, they, with Cam and Calais Campbell, who I call John Coffey. Yeah, you know? <laughs> <John> Coffey. <laughs> yeah, no, I think he he definitely did. I mean, if you see Calais, he's a he's a walking giant, you know. So I think we definitely had a lot of size, and we got a church back there, you know, a big safety back there with T. Gibbs. So yep. I think uh, they really went out there to. I'm glad to work on defense, you know, get some, some corners in here with A.J. Bouye and, 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 and guys just to lock it down. So I think him and Jalen are going to be real good. And, and you know, I think with, with the second, with the linebacks we have, we're going to be a solid team. You know, we just have to keep being consistent. And I think with uh, what Coach Marone is putting on us, you know, we're going to be definitely ready for the fourth quarter and not, you know, win games and not give them away. Yeah, it's right, so yeah. true. I mean, how many Jags games did we watch last year where you had like a seven, ten-point yeah. lead and then fourth quarter? I mean, I loved it. I made a lot of money on the Jags <laughs> last year because I took you guys. And oh, you, you all did. You covered the spread okay. because oh. you would have these leads and I would be like, oh, they're he up ten points. you guys, four. right. He'd always be like, well, they're probably going to lose, but they'll keep it close. Well, because every, it. everybody slept it. on the defense. And yeah. I'm going, the D-line's aggressive. The, the linebackers have speed. And this Ramsey kid's a freak yeah he's a beast wait talk, talk about your freaks talk about you, you guys start you might be ramsey. the league leaders yeah ramsey I mean, well first first we gotta start with malik malik yes <laughs> if we're gonna be honest yes uh well wait i i want to save you for a special oh, okay, okay so wait okay. for yourself okay because uh, i gotta i'm putting you in another group of freaks okay, together in a perfect, second perfect so talk about your freak line but what the, the, the hell is the kid Calvin smith the ucla smith kid and, though. oh miles mac jack. miles jack miles jack, miles jack. i want you to talk about fowler miles jack okay jalen ramsey uh, those three kids, those three kids are awesome. Miles Jack from UCLA uh, going in his second year. 
doing his things. He has a lot on his plate this year with yeah. taking over the defense. You know, he's our he's our middle linebacker now. He's great. He's our leader, so he's going to be making the calls. I think he's embracing it well, and he was doing well. You know, as far as I, I could tell, as far as uh, leading us, um, Jalen's a beast. You know, you saw his play last year with the PBUs and the interceptions and and locking people down. You know, so that's that's something good, especially because D line and secondary go hand in hand. So mm-hmm. to be able to have a a beast like that, you know, uh, a young beast like that is really a uh, Really dope to have. Akib Talibish to you? Akib Talibish. Man, Akib Talibish. Uh, I would even go dare to go as far to say as uh, Champ Bailey. Oh, I hear you. Listen, Jalen probably has more potential than all, than maybe all of them. Yeah. 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 He's a tongue linky kind of guy who could, who could play off, play on. So What he did to DeAndre Hopkins last year yeah. was, was, it was yeah. criminal. Yeah. Yeah. It was criminal. <laughs> Let, when you have a guy in the back end, you had it with Talib, mm-hmm. and now you got it. Uh, and Chris Harris. That talk oh, a lot of shit. Oh yeah, oh yeah, Talib. What is that like with when you, when you know that you have to you have to kind of cash those checks? Do you like having a corner that talks a lot of shit? Oh yeah, I mean, because I talk a lot of trash. You know, it's one of those things that if you got a corner talking and then the receiver wants to get involved, I think if we can talk, if we can play great and then get in their heads and make them start thinking about other things than what they're supposed to do, you know, that play to our advantage. So if you got a corner out there strapping somebody down and, and, and talking trash, yeah, do your thing, you know, because we all feed off each other. Is he I'm, a good trash talker? Jalen, yeah, he is. He have, looks like he's quick Have you heard him? Have you heard him say anything that made you laugh? That made me laugh? Mm. No, because you got he's, he's all the way out there. Or you know, but I, oh, I hear okay. him do things in his body language. Is, oh, his, his body walking. language is hilarious. I'm like, look at this guy. He's just having a good time. Big <laughs> boss out here. So yeah. I love it. But he does talk. The other guy you mentioned was Dante Fowler. Oh, uh, yes. young Dante. Right. How's he, he looking on the field? He's looking a lot better, man. Like he, when he first tore his ACL's rookie year, last year was a good year, but I think he he still wasn't confident, you know, with the knee and and uh, that was just his first year playing. And this year, seeing him from OTAs and minicamp is night and day from last year. Really? Man. Yeah, that kid is really. Taking, uh, taking, uh, just understands the situation, you know, and is really just taking the bull by the horns and, and putting himself in a position to go out here and be who he wants to be. And uh, I think we have a great coach and Coach Hobby, and uh, I think we're, we're 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 getting him. He's getting right, you know. So I think he's going to surprise a lot of people or hit a lot of people's expectations. I yeah, uh, right, right. You, look, I'm going to bring it up. You yesterday, Dante Fowler gets in trouble yeah. for a road rage, and then he takes some dude's groceries and breaks his glasses, throws it in the lake. I wanted you to know where we stand on this. Okay. Why are people in the public stepping to Dante Fowler? Like, that was our thing. Like, why? why Listen, did- I'm 6'5", 230, and if I got out of the car, which I am a Jersey meathead, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, am, I got road rage. I got to stay off the car. That's why I take the train in. If I got out of the car... And as tough as I think I am, and yeah. I see Dante Fowler get out of the other car, I'm going to say, sorry, man. I'm getting yeah. back yeah. in. Yeah. But we were saying this with Zeke. Why are you provoking him? Like, why do regular people provoke athletes? My thing is, is he knows. I can guarantee mm-hmm. he knows he shouldn't have done that. Yeah, because he's course. getting the alert on his phone. He's getting whatever. Yeah. Um, it's always the awkward. It's like when somebody fumbles. You go up to him and go, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Yeah, what once, do- and then if you keep doing it. It's like, exactly. Yeah. Do you have, like, do you, like, what would you say to Fowler just, you know, to get his mind right? I think first I would ask him if he's okay and if he wants to talk about what happened, you know, and if, just so I can get a clear understanding, you know, from him. And then I just tell him, you know, be happy football starting because now you get to take your mind off of it. We all get to stay here and be band of brothers. You know, we, we stay in this little area, this, this big stadium and this locker room, and, mm-hmm. you know, we, we just with each other. So I would tell him just forget about it, you know, move on, you know, make sure he talk to Coach Marone and uh, everybody that's up there. And as long as they're straight and he has their blessings and he's, they're comfortable with him and what happened, you know, he's fine. Let's you, forget about it. You mentioned staying in the the, uh, the stadium. Mm-hmm. 
I always find it fascinating that this time of the year, this is when we start seeing arrests. Yeah. Guys are out there. There's hundreds of you guys. You're mm-hmm. all over the place. Is there any fear associated with this time of year? Oh, yeah. There's a, I mean, because this is when all the bad stuff happens. You know, you got a little free time and, you know, guys make a few bad decisions and get Trying and to get stay caught. out late and have fun for their last hurrah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. And, and you get caught up, you know, and it's, it's one of the, this, this time of year for me is always like, all right, you know, watch yourself, especially every offseason and jump from when the season's over to, to we go back to mini camp and then from now on to camp camp. So it's always a, a nervous time because they, they make it a point to tell you oh, I'm sure. what time of the what time of the year players get in trouble, uh, what type of players get in trouble. They have right. a little pie chart of the positions and uh, which ones get oh in trouble. Oh, my God, tell us. So where, where did you guys rank? I mean, I think D-line was number one. D-line and yeah. DBs, D-line, I would think, are yeah. one. Yeah, so yeah. who else was up? So D-line was one of the bigger ones. <sighs> okay, it was D-line. Uh, I, don't, I think O-line was – was down there they're not in there well, they're a bunch uh, of squares i think it was pretty much <laughs> pretty much the defense was a top four five wow. out of yeah <laughs> wow we're some wild boys man we shocker. like the party man shocker <laughs> uh <laughs> we were talking about freaks and you're gonna bring him up in a second i, Thank you. I just i just want to know um leonard Fournette walks in the building uh-huh. and man i know how important it is to make a good impression as the first pick mm-hmm. because the team's looking at and going you're supposed to take us a step further mm-hmm. when he walked in yeah, I want to know what you thought when he walked in. Like you looked body, and then yes, go go. Sorry, let's go. I didn't. <laughs> that was mean perfect. To. Um, I mean, I was first. I think first time I talked to him, I was like, "Congratulations," because I know who he was. I don't think he knew who I was. Yeah. And I said, "Congratulations." Uh, looked at him. I was like, "He's a big kid." Yeah. You know, definitely a big running back. Kind of remind me of Eddie George a little bit. And you got Chris Ivory on your team, who's, no, Chris, who's not small himself. Not small himself at all. Right. And I think those two are going to be a, a nice tandem in the backfield. Concussions. But, uh, yeah, hardly stay on the field. Yeah. But uh. Now nah, he was a, a big beast, very well spoken, very uh, polite. I think he's a hard worker. You can only tell so much in shorts and helmets. Right. You know what I'm saying? Especially at the running back position, I feel like. Yeah. But uh, you know, from from what he's done, just being on time and being a professional and and uh, he cuts doing well the right things. And See, you guys ask me stuff. I don't. I just look at it away. I mean, I don't know all that. We're gonna you know? play. I'm We're gonna like, play this game. I'm we have a minute. I said that. I said let, hey, Malik plays D tackle. He's just worried about D tackle. He's not man. worried about the rest of the league. He's mm-hmm. just gonna kick his guy's butt and so go what, from there. So what group were you gonna put Malik in? Well, okay. Well, first <clears> off, <throat> just because we were on that conversation of Denver Jacksonville, I do want to talk about that for a mm-hmm. second. Just there, like. Mm-hmm. You got a lot of freaks on your defense now. Mm-hmm. You were one, maybe one of the freakiest defenses we've seen in the last ten years in Thank Denver. You. I mean, you yeah. guys won the Super Bowl by yourself. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we were there. We were yeah. there. Yeah. We were there. And I walked over to Sims' seat and I went, "Yo, Peyton Manning didn't do shit. <laughs> this Denver defense just won the game by themselves. Well, was- defenses win championship. And I think that was that was one of our models that year, and it was something that uh, we made happen. So it was." It was just a blessing to be a part of. I was, was so pissed because the end of the game, I remember you guys held them under 200 total yards for like the whole game, mm-hmm. and then it was like some BS drive at the end. Yeah. I think yeah. they got over they it. They did. Yeah. But I was like, what a statistic to hold Cam Newton. And if remember, they were a top 10 scoring offense mm-hmm. of all time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You held them under 200 yards. Yeah. yeah, it's one of those things on that defense, man. Everybody knew they were top dog. Everybody knew they were supposed to be. We all believed in each other, and we all knew where each other was supposed to be, so... It's one of those things we're out there just having fun running around. I mean, when you got guys, like you said, our corners, Chris and Tlaib, and then uh, D-Ware Vaughn, and then our backers, Danny T and Brandon Marshall, and oh, everybody man. around, TJ Ward, you know, Wolf. Derek Wolf. You yeah. Know? So when you got guys like that, man, it makes it really easy just to believe in everybody. Shaquille and Barrett. Shaquille man. Barrett did his thing. Oh. You know, Shane Ray did his thing. TJ so. Ward. So, yeah, so Stewart, you know? when you look yeah, at the defense you're on now, up. right? Mm-hmm. Like you look at the defense you're on now in Jacksonville, which is the Seattle scheme, right? Mm-hmm. You got Todd Wash, who mm-hmm. – I was with Gus and Todd Wash when I was in Tampa. Okay. They were on my defense yep. staff. 
So when you when you just go through that, which is a simple defense. I mm-hmm. mean, it's really sound. It's great. Mm-hmm. But compare that to like Wade Phillips in Denver, where you guys did a lot of different crazy crap, and yeah. he wasn't afraid to try some things. Well, I think the first difference is there. Denver, they were we were three four and. Uh, uh, where, where, Jacksonville, Jacksonville yeah. were a 4-3. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's the biggest difference. And then um, I think really what it was the biggest difference, too, is just age and the guys. You know, I think just the type of the Danny Trevathans, like I said, of the world, you know, we all grew together. So I think that was just a huge part of us having a success because we knew how to communicate. We would talk to each other. And some people outside looking at me be like, wow, that's they're already arguing. But they're just having a strong conversation about something that we right. need to get right. You right. know, so I think that's – and that's the one thing I'm trying to – Bring the Jacksonville where guys talking. We we understand we have film going. Held each other accountable. Held each other accountable. You know, just don't let the small things slip because I can guarantee you guys like Akeem in in, in Denver and Von in Denver aren't letting anything slip. Yeah, they're going to cuss you out if you mess up. They're going to cuss you out. I'm not going to be upset either if you shit your pants when Calais yells at you. (laughs) Malik. (laughs) He has the scariest (laughs) voice. Hey, Malik, what are you doing? Malik, you play three technique. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully he's not yelling at me. Oh, man, I'm messed up that bad, but not. All right, so now we're going to get to you, okay? okay. The freak show Finally. Malik Jackson, Finally, all right? Yeah, all this money you got, all justified. Yeah. This is where I want to say it because there's always those people like, man, a guy like Malik Jackson's going to get that kind of money. He doesn't get that many sacks. So mm-hmm. I always put it in this way. Like, there's three guys in football that I look at that you're all the same, that you're the, making the most money out of all of them, mm-hmm. and I want to know your thoughts on them. Like, to me, you, Michael Bennett, mm-hmm. Jadeveon Clowney mm-hmm. are – some of the best defensive linemen in football, but the stats are never going to bear that out. Yeah. And the other thing that I think drives me crazy is Michael Bennett was like the first version of you, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And then you were like, now you're the man. Yeah. I still can't get over that Michael. You have your contract twice as amount, twice the amount he of Michael Bennett. Signed the right? Way. Yeah. I wish he, I, when I was, he was going trying to get out of it, I, I was hoping him and Cam and all those guys. I, I don't know him personally, but I was just hoping as a player they would be able to get out and get what they deserve. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. you want. All right. So that's where I wanted to go. So. The stats are never going to say nobody. There's no stat for Malik Jackson busted in the backfield and the running back had to run somewhere else mm-hmm. and somebody got the tackle. Mm-hmm. But Malik is the one that fucked the play up right. for the yeah. offense. Yeah. So I know you get to see the Texans a lot on mm-hmm. crossover film because mm-hmm. they're in your division. Mm-hmm. Like, just talk about those guys. What you see about them? Well, Mike Ben is an absolute animal. I watch him a lot, and uh, it's one of those things that he just goes out there and and just pretty much just knows what the players are coming and just goes out there and just disrupts them. I watch his sack tapes a lot, and uh, he's things he does are just. Incredible. So I really try to emulate him a lot. Jandavian Clowney, man, he's he's a beast. You know, it's kind of fortunate what happened to him with his injuries the first few years. But yeah. he came out last year and, and really killed it. And I think having J.J. Watt on his team and a few of those other older guys really helped him out. I mean, it's just – it's pretty uh, – it's an honor to be mentioned with those kind of guys. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, Ben is a pro bowler a few years, a few-time pro yep. bowler. And Jandavian's a big-time uh, athlete. So just to be in, in the mix with those guys, you know, is just, just awesome. I'm trying to bridge pro bowl with those guys like Aaron Donald and – and be mentioned in the same sentence with, you know, 10-plus sacks like that. So right. just working is good to have good competition, you know, in the in, in NFL for, for guys just to keep reaching new milestones and, and reach, keep catching guys just to try to – They show you tapes competition. of yeah. Bennett all the time because it's a Seattle oh, – yeah. he came from Seattle too, so – I mean, I, I asked the coach. I said, Coach, can you give me Michael Bennett's tape, uh, Aaron Donald's tape? Um, what are the things you take, like, you know, like I'm always amazed, like, Michael Bennett's ability to kind of, like, time the mm-hmm. snap count or get, mm-hmm. like, get you, like you do, get mm-hmm. skinny between the hole. Yeah. It's things like that. You know, actually, speaking of that, we went, uh, Von Miller had a, had a uh, get-together this year, a little summit in uh, Northern California, and it was a bunch of guys, Khalil Mack, uh, Shane Ray, uh, 
D Ford, you know, a, a lot of guys like that, a lot right. of defensive ends out there. So uh, D Lyman. So we were just that's got, so cool that he did that. that. Really yeah. is that's unreal. I didn't hear about this. Yeah, you didn't no, hear. He, there were some yeah. pictures. They were all standing yeah. around, like teaching each other, like yeah. strategy and stuff. Yeah. Do you actually learn stuff? Oh yeah, you, you know, <laughs> I learned a lot. You know, we really didn't do too many drills. I think we got caught up talking to each other and telling each other schemes, but. Once we got on the field and, you know, we did a few things, learned some steps, and then we went inside to watch each other's film to see where each other's heads was at when we did things. Uh, that I think so that was cool. Wow. Yeah, that was Wait, awesome. So what are some I things you took away? I can't believe interdivision, too. I mean, just, you know, Kansas City, well, Raiders, because, Denver. I mean, because we're just look, all guys just trying to get – just trying to be the best. You yeah, know they're not I mean? facing each other, mm-hmm. yeah. and they're all trying to get paid. Mm-hmm. I love this. I need to know the list of these guys, yeah. and I want to see if all you guys improve from last year from that. Uh, what did you take away, though? What were the big things? Pretty much just pass rush moves, timing, uh Ivan showed us his get off, so you know we all kind of just got his mindset on get offs. You know, mindset as far as looking at play clock. Uh, uh, D. Ware was there, so he was like movement of the of the center's uh, knees or, right. or legs. Or you know, we were watching film one day, and he was like, I was watching film when, uh, for a few hours, and then um, I noticed that every time he like. Uh, as soon as he looks up, he's snapping the ball because there's sometimes. So imagine centers looking straight at the ground, you know. And right. then, but if when he puts his head all the way up, he's snapping it every time. So I was like, damn, that's kind of just little impressive. Little keys, you yeah, know? yeah. Because if you can watch film and never see that, right. so, so, did, so you had a few moments where you went, holy shit, I never knew that. Yeah, there was a few moments I was like, okay, I can definitely use wow. use a lot of these things. So it was dope to go. Yeah, it was really. I think I was one of the. One of the only two or two or three defensive tackles. So being out there with those DNs was yeah, you could flex awesome. out. I don't give a damn how much you guys talked about Von Miller in that first step. You ain't gonna have his first step. I'm nah. still amazed by his first step yeah. when I watch it on film. It might be the fastest ever. Nah, he, he we were watching his film and it was like wow. You was know Miles I mean? Garrett there too? Miles Garrett, he did pull the up. first pick. Yeah, I think he did. He did pull up. I believe it was either him. I'm not sure if he was there. I think he was there, but I know the guy. Uh, that went to Stanford and got drafted to Solomon Thomas. Was Solomon Thomas who's, yeah. was definitely. Who's going to be? He's there. Another you. That's yeah. who he's trying to be. Yeah. So he, he was a three tech. Actually, that's right. So it was us two. Uh, so yeah, we were we were there. He 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 looks like a good kid. So you got so. some new moves. You got mm-hmm. some strategy. Mm-hmm. You've you've slim. Is this how much? What is this compared to your weight last year? Last year I was I was around the same size. I was just just wasn't really too conscious on on uh, eating right. You know, I was more just I was that was the new money. So I had a lot of steaks. Yeah, you know, a lot yeah. of asparagus. <laughs> You know, quarterbacks I mean? so, are in trouble, man. Yeah, man, I'm, that's what I'm working for. You, you know, this I see a little fire in your eye right now. Like you're really excited. Like I feel mm-hmm. like you almost you think you have to prove people wrong. Oh yeah, I definitely do. Why? I don't hear anyone talking shit on you. Well, I think it's it's a lot of things. I think as a competitor, you look at yourself and, and like I said, I compare myself to the DNs, the Michael Bennett, Aaron Donalds of the world. So to be with them and they're Pro Bowlers every year, you know, and I'm I made my money. I've got a Super Bowl ring, but I really want to reach Pro Bowl. I really want to be a, a team captain, you know. So those mm-hmm. are my goals now. Plus, we have a, we have a Clay's Campbell. So to be next to him, I was like, I have to make sure I do what I know how to do and what I what I'm able to do, so he can thrive and I'm not the one that's letting the team down, you know. Because we can be a, 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 a tandem to be messed with. Yeah, they can't be messed with. So we can go out here and do it. If I can go out here and do what I know I'm supposed to do, and I know he's doing what he's supposed to do, you know. We'll be all right. So. All right, I have two games that we're going to play. Okay. Sims and I have a belief that defensive linemen in the NFL, and to be honest, most defensive players in general, 
don't know what's going on in the NFL. Okay. You put your head down. You go get the quarterback. We I, mean that. We mean that respectfully. Yeah, 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 like yeah, yeah. We know you know who's winning the Super Bowl. We're just saying, like, yeah, you're not paying attention to maybe mm-hmm. all the free agents or who got drafted where right nah. away. Yeah. Yeah. You'll figure it out. Like, I, I had yeah. a conversation with Vaughn, and he was playing the Lions like one week, mm-hmm. and I was like, I was like, hey man, that that left tackle, whatever. He goes, I'm just trying to get to the quarterback. That's I was it. Like, he's like, I don't even know his name. And <laughs> no, I was like, all right. Doesn't matter. So I'm going to ask <laughs> you, a guy in the NFL, okay. and you have to tell me what team he's on right now. Okay. First one. Get it wrong. Get it wrong. <laughs> Wide receiver, Brandon <laughs> Cooks. Oh, he's in my, Miami, right? Oh! He's on the Patriots. He's three different teams in like two years, right? <laughs> <laughs> nope. You're wrong about all that, but oh. that's great. I Oops. love it. You're you're proving my point, big guy. LeGarrette <laughs> Blunt. You're thinking of Kenny oh. Stills? Were you thinking of Kenny he Stills? Was Stills, Stills. Okay. Okay. LeGarrette okay. Blunt. He was just, uh, I know he was in uh, the Pats. Where yeah, did he go? you played against him, so you yeah. know that. So where did he go? Where did LeGarrette Blunt go? Stayed in the Northeast. He's in Jersey somewhere. Oh! Somewhat close. Somewhat uh, close. You're close. getting close. Uh, <laughs> Eagles? Yeah. Ah, yeah. There we go. Ding, ding, ding. Sims, I need you to watch these guys over here. I'm watching them now. They react to you, actually. <laughs> wide re- wide receiver okay. Brandon Marshall. Oh, oh, is he back in Chicago? <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> he? New York Giants. Oh, that's right. He so just it's drove, him he and just drove north a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Right. Just right. north a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. This is awesome. <laughs> I'm glad you're enjoying it. Yes, uh, Trevor Simeon. Oh, Denver. Okay, he's still in Denver. <laughs> yeah, that was a trick question. Yeah, yeah, that one. Uh, last one. That last one. Uh, wide receiver Terrell Pryor. Oh, there's just no way. No, nah, there's he's no, no way. There's no way. Whereas he went right. to a nice receiving core, though. He did. Uh, do, 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 do. What team was he on? Do, do, do. It was the Browns, right? Yes. Yep. You're right about that. Now? No. Nope. He's on the Washington Redskins. But now. that is a good receiving mm-hmm. core. You're right about yeah. that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to play another game with you guys. This is called Hypothetical How Much Would It Take? I've oh. played this game with my friends. I tell you an uncomfortable situation, and you tell me how much money it would take. Like they, yesterday, they asked me on the podcast, would I. Would I if I had to choose between never having sex again or never watching an NFL game, I'd have to choose. Never, so yeah. I, ch- I chose oh, never he, watching the NFL yeah, game. Exactly. Yeah, right. Watch like, soccer no, or something. It's a no-brainer. Yep. Right. I watch basketball. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, I want you to think of the number in your head. Because what happens is if you say a number, you're going to go off his number. I want you to think of it in your head, and then we'll play. O.J. Simpson is getting out of jail possibly today. Hmm. How much would it take – to let OJ live with you for a year. Mm. Think of the number in your head. Don't say it out loud. I just want you to raise your hand when you have the number. Sims has his number. To live with me? To live with me. Do you have a child at I'm home? I'm not as rich as I Malik, do. so my number might be... That's, this is my <laughs> I might be different. No, no, that's why it's great, because yeah. Malik's number is going to be way different than well, ours. Malik's well, so uh, you just let me know when you have one. All right, you go first. All right, oh, I'll no, no, time out. Do you have one? I do, but I don't know if it's like... Too it, much. Or? All right, perfect. Then you're going to go first. <laughs> we want it to be too no, much. No, no, it's not going to be too much because, look, this is O.J. Simpson. I'm okay. just saying I need $10 million. God million? damn it. Yeah, I right, need what 10. What was your number? What was your number? I was going to say a million. Oh, no, wow. I need 10. I got kids, man. He ain't coming in my house. My I don't number, know. My number See, was Maybe he was million. not guilty, but I, to me yeah. it looks like he was guilty as <laughs> I hell. Was, yeah. I, was at the I don't gym. trust him. I was at the gym this morning, and I saw him, and I went, it would take $10 million for 10 him million? to stay at my house. A million? Well, million ain't enough. Malik. It's a USC thing. He's uh, like, You hey. know, USC guys, I'm like, plus you have the back house. Just pay a little bit of rent. I'm not going to tax him. You know, oh, I, you're going to put him in the back house. That's yeah. what you're going to do. See, you're not thinking. 
thinking this through <laughs> because now you're going to be at training camp and there and, and you're going to have every you're going to have Univision going porque tú tienes OJ Simpson a la casa like the, like you're you're going to be a worldwide phenomenon the guy that's letting OJ live at his house yeah the guy that's trying to help another no guy. one's partying at Malik's house if OJ's there <laughs> OJ's surprised no you'd be, I was going to say you'd, you'd be, be surprised. surprised bullshit hey, he's oh, if, innocent oh, I don't that's what I don't the court you, says. Yeah, uh, that is no, that's says. true. That's true. Who that's cares? True. Whatever. Let's right. go. How much would it take for you to eat the same meal for every meal for the rest of your life? Ooh. It could be your favorite food, but you only get that for one thing. Man. Sims is going to be. I might lot, get sick of that. Sims yeah. is going to be a lot less though than everybody else because Sims eats the same thing all Does the he? time. Yeah. Creature so, habit. so think of think of the number. Same meal. I have to be a, a lot of money. Yeah, you're a kind of a foodie. Yeah. I could tell. Yeah. All right, so what what are you thinking right now? Well, since now? he went ten million for the last one, and I think now that's the range. I think maybe like a a bill, a billion, a billion, yeah, a billion. Man. You love the same that's thing. So that's you, how much he likes food. Yeah. <laughs> food, <laughs> a billion. OJ, come on in, <laughs> hang out for a little bit. What's your yes. number? I'm going to camp anyway, so that's like true. To stay there. My yeah, number because def- you know what? I want OJ at my house by himself. Definitely lower, <laughs> but like rice and beans for breakfast does not sound good. No. Though. Okay, so that's that's I got to raise my number a little. I probably like I would probably say five million. I could. Wow. Yeah, For the rest of your life, five million. I don't know. You're right. Rest of my life, add changes things. Yeah. My That's life. crazy. So you you will rather have OJ your house than eat the same food. You went down. I went down. Yeah, right. You went from ten to five. But you can't compare. I'm at fifty. Yeah. Well, I'm. At 50. I'm, I'm 50 I was million? like first thing I thought about was my kids and like there's a stranger and. That's OJ not true. I would house, I would do so. it for twenty five. Twenty five million. Twenty five for Samuel. Uh yeah. All right. How much would it take? To let your kicker, Jason Myers, uh-huh. get one swift kick in the junk. <laughs> he, he He's a professional kicker in the NFL. Uh, Damn. Can I bribe him not to do it hard? Can, he, can you save some sperm in the sperm bank Oops. just in case you need to have kids oh, later man. on? That's another question. That's, I can't do that one. Man. I think I think I've, I've made enough in the NFL. Like, I can. <laughs> you, can pass. You can so there's that. no number. Yeah, so even if I even if I said here is a billion dollar wild wire transfer to your checking account. Damn. A billion. A, a billion. billion is crazy. I, yeah, a I'm going to let him kick a, me in the balls for a billion. I'm I, shit, I might let him do more things to my balls for a billion. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. Pause. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Yeah, I think I can't. I, I don't know. Billy? Not, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'll do it for a billion. Okay. Yeah. And then last and one. Get, like, how much would it take? <laughs> <Your> reconstructive <laughs> surgery. Yeah. How reconstruct mu- my balls, Doc. <laughs> yeah. How much would it take to let Tom Coughlin wake you up every morning? Oh. Whenever he wants. That's going to be like four fifty Mike, in the morning. You're gonna, to, you're gonna have to guarantee that that contract. That's all. Just oh, guarantee, okay. the, guarantee the full ninety contract. million guaranteed. And I'll do it. Yeah, you can do it whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. That's torture. Yeah, that's torture. Man, every day he can he is definitely a dude that pulls the cover off. Yeah, I need like fifty million guaranteed too. I need yeah. like something high for him to be waking up even in my bedroom at that part of the day. Because here's the deal: he's it's, older too. It, so exactly. he's, he's older. Early. Oh, I can't. He's he's probably pacing in his bedroom. And he's like, <laughs> they said I can't come in at three thirty. I'll yeah. be there at three forty two. He tells stories about like I've told you the story about him. Like he's everything's regimented with him. Mm-hmm. He literally has it timed out to how much he's going to read his book before he goes to bed at night. I've heard him tell my dad these stories. He's like. I read my book for 20 minutes, 20, that's it, and I wake up at 3.52 in the morning, and I work out for 43 minutes, because yeah. he's counted in the two extra minutes for the shower yeah. he wants to make it 45. I would, I would do it for 10. Uh. My problem is, is 
that means every morning, the first thing I'm seeing yeah. is Tom Coughlin's face. You're going to have to get up with morning wood in front of Tom Coughlin. <laughs> Put that away. Morning wood. Yeah. I'll, give you, Tom. I'll give you two minutes to take care of that. <laughs> I think you got to come downstairs. Plus, you're in there with your wife. You might be getting you know some early mm. morning action in, and you're mm. gonna, he's going to be like, oh, I don't like that form, Adam. <laughs> I don't like it. All right, so let me get to some Twitter questions, and we can get back to you. Holy uh, crap, it's hot in here. Peter Good thing Ed- I left the AC on. Yes. yes. Peter Edwards asks, which player on the Jags is the most impressive size-wise and then play-wise? So we'll start off size-wise. Size-wise. Um, I think Parnell. He's our offensive tackle. Yeah. He's, oh, he's yeah. a huge guy. Jeremy Parnell. He is yeah. Yeah. Jeremy Parnell. He's right. huge. And then what about who constantly is just popping off the tape? Oof. On defense or offense? Yeah, Tevin Tel- Smith. Yeah. I think he's sideline to sideline, coming down here, mess, messing things up. Yeah, he's definitely popping up. His game now. in London last year was unbelievable. Yeah. Right. Uh, another one, Mark Bajant. Who is the toughest O-line from guard center guard to go against for the length of a game? For the length of a game. I'll get you. Here's your schedule from last year in okay. case you want to. I mean, you, had the, you guys played the Raiders, the Titans, who, of course, have a great Green O-line. I think Bears interior line. You're saying Green Bay Green with Bay. those guys they had last year? Yeah, I think Green Bay with those guys they had last year. Well, luckily Casey for Treader. you, they're all gone. Yeah. Hmm? They all left. Yeah, I know Sutton. We saw Sutton in Chicago. Right. Uh, he's a big dude. Uh, what about Kyle is, Long? He was good. Yeah. I like Kyle Long a lot. He was, he was good. But that, that group in Green Bay was yeah. legit, especially pass protection-wise. Yeah, I mean, I'll, and dealing Aaron with him. rolls around and they just literally just grab you. Oh, did it? Yeah, right. Refs need to. Yeah. Well, we yeah. also you also played the Raiders, so you saw. Uh, they were good. Right? They were good too. Rodney Hudson. They were good. Gabe Gash- Jackson. I, I got kicked out that game. I don't like those guys, so I'm not gonna give them good credit. Oh, oh that was the fight game. That's right. Yeah. Was that the fight? With I the had which, a long week. That was, was the penalty the that allowed for the field goal at the end of the game. No, this was third quarter, so that okay. wasn't me. Right. I got kicked out in the third quarter. Just Man. a long week. The refs were just. We can't talk about the refs in the NFL, but it was just a long week, and those guys just. What is it about those guys? <laughs> well, he played in Denver, so he hates the Raiders, anyways. Well, oh, you mean the Raiders? Yeah, oh, you're uh, talking about Green Bay. Yeah, not, no, no, no. I'm talking about the Raiders. Yeah, uh, okay. it's just, no, not you know the refs, them, the Raiders. And uh, we kind of know each other, so I think as a competitor, I don't think they're good, and they don't think I'm good. You know, so it was just a lot of going back and forth, and you know, I think when you have somebody good on each side of the ball, you try to make your point on them and try to mm-hmm. you know put them in the dirt, and we tried to do that to each other. You know, we did it a few times to each other, so. It's just a lot, you know, and I was, I, was, I don't have it. I'm not having that shit. I understand. Oh, I, ooh, <laughs> first curse. I'm proud of this shit. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, this one is from our own Michael Felder in the bleachers. Mm-hmm. Who are your favorite white boy Supremes? Sims, do you want to explain what that is? So anybody like, you know, I always make, I make fun of any slot receiver. Yeah. Me? I mean, I guess I don't really count myself quarterbacks as white boy supremes. I'm talking about guys that like you know play like skill positions, okay. and people like to blow up their stock and go because they're white. Because they're white, and they're like, yeah. he's the only white DB in the NFL. We love him. He's yeah. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so I call all those guys white boy supremes. I don't even give them names. You got to go with uh, Puzz Lesney. He's probably the ultimate white boy supreme yeah, on our team. Yeah. I think <laughs> he might be the only white guy on the defense that's uh, started. I think. I think you're right. You yeah. guys are the darkness on defense. <laughs> <laughs> darkness, the black hole. Uh, so I think I think it has to be Puzz on the team. He's the first one that pops. I mean Blake, and we had a guy uh, Brian Walters. Yeah, I don't think he's there anymore. So yeah, you're right. I think it's uh, Puzz Lesney. Right, Brian Walter would be. Those are the kind of guys I'm always like. White boy supreme mm-hmm. playing the slot position. Mm-hmm. Is is Puzz yeah. Lesney like? Is he cool or is he like the super like? Let's go, guys. Nah, he's he's super cool. I mean, really? he's one of those guys like he he talks, but he doesn't. You know, so I think he's just so focused. Like he calls the calls, and he's so focused. Like 
he just does his thing. You know what I'm saying? He's very quiet. But you would like him, Lefko. So yeah. is your linebacker core now going to be um, – Telvin Smith. Uh, Puzzle Is Puzzle is he still no, starting? He's outside. UCLA. And the Miles Jack is They switched him. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It's a good unit, though. Yeah. yeah. All right, we have to have a, a big talk. Okay, let's get serious. I know, you're, uh, I know you're not going to answer the way I want it to. We okay. have a lot of Twitter questions about it. Okay. Danny Rome, not sure we'd be get an honest answer, but what are guys on the strong defense saying about Bortles? Do they think he'll hold them back at all? No way. I think the way I look at it is Bortles is just young, and I think you have to look at, too, the people behind him. We had an OC that got fired in the mid-year last year. Uh, we had a lot of coach, coaches changes. Um, I think you have to look – if you're going to look at the quarterback, you have to look at every aspect of the offense. You know, receivers were kind of – and not saying – who, but I think receivers were kind of running the crispest routes. Offensive line, you know, we barely ran the ball last year, so that made no, it made them one-dimensional, you know, and I think uh, when you have that happen, especially as a D-lineman, I'm just pinning my ears back every time and, right. and getting after it. So uh, I think it was just a lot had to do with it. But uh, I think it's going to make a huge transition this year, especially with the defense we have. We can put them in some good positions on, on our side of the 50 or our side of the 50 so they can just have a shorter field yeah. and uh, things like that. But I think Blake is going to be good. I know a lot of people look at him and – and uh, say he's the reason, but I don't. I don't see it being the reason. I think it's just we have a lot going on internally last year, and I think now that they, we did a good job in the Jags of bringing Coach Coughlin in and really kind of revamping from top to bottom, not just looking at the players like you guys need to change. It's like <laughs> everybody, everybody needs to yeah. kind of change. Yeah, because so. uh, I'm just going to be honest with you. Yeah, there are no two people that that think Blake Portals is the opposite of what you just said than me and him. That's if, right. we, if I was going to be honest with you. And but that's the thing is you got you're going to win with them. That's yeah. your that's your teammate. Yeah. And then our job is to go. This is what we see. Yeah. Ours is this is his throwing. What we call yeah. It doing listen, the yeah, yeah. Right. Listen. He's he. Into my eyes, he's flawed, and you don't have to comment on it. Yeah. I, I, I yeah, say that you all the time. I'll say this. I really like the guy. That's why I always say to him, I feel bad because I've had it. Like I've announced a few Jaguar games mm-hmm. like on TV, and I've had to interview him and. He's he's an alpha male in yeah. a lot of ways, and yeah. he's great charisma and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just I, I got to see a little more before I'm uh, sold on. Let me let me ask you this: I I'm always curious how coaches treat their star quarterback mm-hmm. because the whole team is paying attention to it. Stories have been about Belichick; he rips through Brady, and then mm-hmm. the whole team's like, "Yeah, we're all together." Sims when he had Gruden, Gruden would just rip him apart, and he could That's take true. it. Did did the court did Gus ever go at Blake after like a big interception in the fourth or did was it enough or was it not enough? I mean in the fourth, I'm running on the field so I'm looking at him like what the fuck, you know but uh, in in meetings he would get after him but I don't, I don't think it's it's not like how coaches get after us you know but yeah. I also think quarterbacks are different you know mm-hmm. you can't be uh, trash talking in front of everybody you know I think they have to be. Quarterbacks, I feel like, have to be solid with their position. You know, you can't be sitting here having a guy waiting in the wing being like, oh, yeah. if you don't do this, we're going to put this guy in. You know, I think they need all confidence of the coaches. And, and, and you know, when you when you discipline them, I think you have to put them to the side or talk to them. Now, if he throws interception and we're winning the game and you yeah. get after him, you know, I think coach did do that. Do you think Marone will be different? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> yeah, what, what do you yeah. think it's going to be like? I think he's going to be very involved, uh, very just, you know, he wants to know what's going on, yeah. what, what decision you made, why you did that. Um he wants to win games, and if and if anybody does anything to mess that up, he's gonna have a few. Marone's got people nervous, man. Yeah, I mean, why has, do you think New? Why do you I think? See, yeah, I can see. Why eyes. do you think I'm New sweating. England wants to scrimmage you guys? New England, I'm telling you, New England's scared of you guys. New England only scrimmages the team they're scared of. I work there. They want to first look at you guys and Doug Marone. First of all, they were so happy Doug Marone left Buffalo. Yeah, because he was in the AFC East and they didn't want to deal with him. Mm-hmm. Well, the New England coaching tree, Bill Parcells, Belichick, they look really highly on Doug Marone. Okay. 
I'm so mad you guys are scrimmaging against New England. I wouldn't do it. Yeah, they think that Belichick they're gonna steals use everybody's stuff. Well, I mean. They want to get a look in case they have to play you in the playoffs to just get a feel for your speed because they know they don't have to play you in the regular season. Yeah, I mean, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. Mm. I, I believe that. But uh, I think it's it's cool we get to go up there. I mean, us looking at them, you know, it's a team that just came off the Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, we worry about as a young team, look at their work ethic, how they're working, uh, what their practice looks like so we can kind of not emulate but see what a Super what Bowl winning takes. team looks like, you know, especially with the disciplinary that they have up there. So I'm very interested to go up there and see uh, what it looks like and how he coaches them and, and what the field is up there with them and those coaches. You're 2-0 and oh against them in AFC mm-hmm. championship games. Not mm-hmm. a lot of people could say that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> of course you were a part of some great defenses. Uh-huh. But what was it like playing them? What's it like playing Brady? What were the things that the coaches emphasized for you in those weeks to make life uncomfortable for a Brady? It was just to get him, get, hit him in his face. You know, we knew uh, he likes to dump the ball off over the middle. So we, as a D lineman, we like, you know, put your hands up in the middle and, and he, really just right. push the uh, center back so he can't step up and let the ends do their thing. So right. it's one of those things that we had a pretty simple game plan, you know, just, but I think it was real heavy on the, on the secondary. You know, they're the ones that really had to kind of study and really be on it because they do a lot of stuff they do a lot of stuff yes. and then um and then um you know if you give him time then he's gonna really pick us apart so uh, i think we all just worked hand in hand and it was just really just getting his face hit him and get him off the spot right. So, yeah. right i remember when i was covering uh louisville i used to work in louisville mm-hmm. and charlie strong took over mm-hmm. and the players for months talked about the first time he walked into the team and he looked in front of everybody and he and he's ripped and his biceps are bulging he said if you don't want to fucking be here get the fuck out right now i ain't putting up with any of this shit and everybody was like oh man yeah what was marone's okay. speech like what was the what was the line that you took or remembered from when he tried to set the tone right away i mean pretty much i think what i remember is it's pretty much he just told us we weren't a good team you know i came in and was like you know and and he put proof of the stats and uh where we ranked in the past few years of being in AFC South and amongst other teams. And, you know, it was just, I mean, I'm not going to say it was true, but, you know, the stats speak for themselves. You know, we can't be a good team if we're last and everything. So I think that's what I got. He said, you know, we're just not a good team, but we're not far. You know, we just need a few things. And uh, as far as discipline and, and work ethic and winning in the fourth quarters. So, and that's what he's that's what he's changing now. So I think that's what I, that's what I remember. Are you going to miss Brock Osweiler twice a year? <laughs> I love that guy, man. I don't care what nobody says, man. You you go to a team as a quarterback, and then they throw the playbook at you, which, you know, it's fair. Everybody gets the playbook thrown at you. But then you, they give, give you a few games to go out there and get comfortable with your guys. You know, to me, that's crazy. You know, especially you're looking at him, and as a D-lineman, like, I'm looking at D-line, I'm like, okay, well, there's guys in his face sometime. You know, there's receivers. I mean, there were some balls that were kind of like, come on, Brock, but, fuck, it's football. They, defense gets paid, too. Yeah. You know, we get paid, too. So, I don't like the way they're treating them, but. Good thing he got his cash, so you know. Yo, yeah. he needs to be like a quarterback agent. Well, no, he loves every quarterback. <laughs> well, in the that's NFL. what I was gonna just say. Go, well, I but that's why you love guys like Malik Jackson on your team, and as a quarterback, you like guys like Malik, where defensive tackles are supportive of the other guy on the team. That hey, he's our leader. He's the leader mm-hmm. of our offense, and he doesn't disrespect that. Obviously, in the public or probably in the locker room, mm-hmm. right. and that only helps the team get better in the long run, anyways. Exactly. So, it's I don't good. want guys talking bad about me, you know, because I know we're all, none of us are perfect. So it's true. As soon as you start picking out somebody else's flaws, you know, you gotta make sure you look at yourself. Do so. you, uh, like, if I had to play for the Jaguars, there's one thing that would really annoy me mm-hmm. that I have to go to London every year. Yeah. How do you feel about that as a player? Well, I'm a guy that looks at stuff as perspective, and I'm glad I'm not San Fran having to go to that London. Yeah. So you know, it's one of those things that we're on the East Coast. I mean. 
and I like it. We get an opportunity to go over there and see something different, right. you know, for free. Right. And we just got to play a game. But uh, other than that, just to go over there, see what another country looks like, just see London. I don't know how many guys will go over there anyway. Yeah. So to be able to go over there and see stuff, I mean, it's nice. Plus, they give us first class when we go over there. Oh, so nice. that's that is that's yeah, big time. That would, you, would you like to have a bye week after or just play? Like this year, you guys don't have a bye yeah, week. You guys yeah. got the Ravens over there in London. I can't remember who you come back to play. That. I think you're right. You come back in the That's Jets. a bye week. <laughs> <laughs> and then you don't have a bye week for a few weeks. Like, yeah. To you, do you think the bye week is necessary for that trip or at least helps out? I mean, I think it helps out. But at the end of the day, I think as, as players, you know, we just understand it is what it is. You know, as a football player, you're like, we're not going to get this week off. So no need trying to look forward or, or beg forward or whine about it. So I, ho- I know Coach Marone's going to take care of us as far as getting our bodies back. You know, our strength coach is going to get us right. So it's one of those things that it just it is. I would rather prefer especially with a long trip, but hell, that just means we get some more games out the way and get the, the five week later in the season, yeah. which is nice too. Yeah. The uh, the Jaguars, they have been the trendy pick the last few years to mm-hmm. make the jump. Um, if if you're telling people out there and we're pr- picking divisions, he mm-hmm. has to pick them all the time, how how confident are you that this is going to be it? I'm very confident. I think with the it people truly we brought feels in, different. It truly feels different. Last year I came in like, we're going to do this, you know, and I had the naive mindset like, oh, we're going to change this, I'm going to be the one, but – you get there and you understand, like, it's just we all have to be together. You know, I think it's a lot of guys coming in here, coming to Jacksonville, be like, oh, I'm going to change this, I'm going to do this, mm-hmm. I'm going to do that. We have leaders. We have a lot of great players. We just need to be consistent. And I think that's on all three sides of the ball, offense, defense, and special teams. So I think uh, having that and uh, being who we all are, it should be a great year. Uh, after the Super Bowl, I said, man, we're going 16-0 and we're going all the way. So yeah. that's what I believe, you know, and until we lose, <laughs> uh, that's when I believe different. But right You're now, crazy. <laughs> hey, man. But, hey, uh, you know, it's you guys are going to be The Panthers did it. If the Panthers can do it after it the season they had. one right? And then, yeah. And, and, but we're going to win. Right. Bowl. But okay. if they can do it, then why can't we? Yeah. Yeah. You definitely got the pieces. Marquise Lee looked great at the end yeah. of the year. Alan yeah. Hearns, we know what Alan Robinson can do. The division's getting better. That's what I think. It really is. Keep, like Tennessee and Houston and the Colts, they're all coming. I don't know why they keep – what about the AFC North? They're not like they're the best division besides the Pats. You know, maybe the they AFC should be the – AFC East. AFC East. No, so you're talking Patriots, AFC North Dolphins. is Ravens. Or you want, you're talking about uh, the – Not the North. I'm sorry, the NFC. NFC North. NFC North, like yeah. Packers, the Lions, Bears. Right, which, sorry, which one is the uh, – See, this is great. Eagles, <laughs> Cowboys. You mean Eagles, which Cowboys? Which one is the Panthers in? I mean the Panthers. Which NFC one is the, South. No, which one is the uh, the Patriots in? AFC, AFC East. Jets, East. Bills, That's what Dolphins. I said. I said North. Yeah. AFC East. That's what I'm – they need to be the – the, the weakest uh, division? division. Yeah, the division sucks. That's why the Patriots win it every year. Yeah, so they need to stop looking at the South. The well, South is getting better. No doubt. The oh, South yeah. will rise right. again. Well, yeah. what's what's funny is is you this, <laughs> your division reinvested in quarterbacks last year. You don't years. want them to rise that no, way. No, no, not okay. that way. Okay. <laughs> in the football way. In the football thank way. Thank you. Let's football. just keep it there. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. But, yeah, I mean, Titans drafted Mariota. Mm-hmm. You guys took Blake Portals. Mm-hmm. Uh, Texans, they just got their guy in uh, – uh, Deshaun Watson. Yep. Yes. Uh, and then the Colts have Andrew you think he's Luck. Start? I think that Tom Savage is probably going to start right yeah. away. Our big question about Deshaun Watson is the Clemson offense is kind of basic. It's slant, go, and screen. Yeah. And so now he's coming into Bill O'Brien's offense, which is one of the most complicated in the NFL, that Patriots system. Yeah. I hope and they don't you, give him a year. You, you know? You literally just talked about dropping the playbook there. Yeah. Uh, and I and he has always been high on Tom Savage that he has the potential to yeah. maybe do something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And no offense to your BFF Brock, Man. but if he played a li- if Savage plays a little bit better than Brock, mm-hmm. I mean they could have beaten the Patriots in the playoffs last year. That's how good that defense was. Yeah. And JJ Watt didn't even fucking play. Yeah. 
That's going to be. Yeah, he's a beast. He's a beast. Yeah, I mean, is. your defense is really good. The Titans' defense is getting really good. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jarrell Casey's never talked about. The Texans' yeah. defense is good. And I finally think the Colts are getting athletes on their defense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They got that Malik Hooper kid in the draft. You pair him up with that Green TJ Green kid TJ from two Green, years yep. ago. Uh, I think they got they got the uh, Hankins. Malik Hooker, right. Uh, the, yes, they got Jonathan said, Hooper. Hank- Hooper yep. Jonathan Hankins from right. the Giants on the mm-hmm. D-line. All of a sudden, the defense is in the South. Yeah, I think the South is going to be a lot. I think the North stinks. It's a little overrated. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the Bengals, I think, are going to take a step back. The Browns. The West is scary. That's think the, the Raiders. the Browns are going to take a step back? I think they're just – I mean, if they step forward, it's going to be, like, non-important. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I look at the West and I go, man, Chiefs, Raiders, Chargers, Broncos. Crazy. Really serious. Who is uh, the best player that you faced at any position that you went on the field, whether it's quarterback, cornerback, lineman, tight end, Mm -hmm. that you went, wow, that was the best player on the field? Hmm. I mean, you got to give – I think Tom Brady's always be one. Uh I think when we played Gronk, he was a beast. You know, it's mm-hmm. two Patriot guys right there. Uh, there's so many guys, man. There's a lot of guys like that. But yeah. I think those two, as far as me playing against, are like two guys that really stand out. Like, yeah. all right, you got Because we usually hear Rodgers, and I know that you guys played him first game of the year, mm-hmm. and you took him to the fourth quarter. Yeah, we took him. To those, I mean, that was know. the game where he had a guy literally hanging on yeah. him, and he jumped in the air and threw yeah, a 40 yard touchdown pass. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah, I remember. Yeah, <laughs> were you hanging on him? No, nah, I okay, wasn't. Okay. I was watching. Like, oh my goodness! Uh, is there gracious. is there a quarterback that you haven't sacked yet that you really want to get? I haven't got. Uh, I, I yet to play against uh, Drew Brees. I think that'd be cool. That's a tough one because yeah. he's a three second balls out of his hands yeah. guy. I I almost had Cam in the Super Bowl, but like twice, three times. But he always got rid of the ball, so that'd be cool to bring him down. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, since he's the same size as you, basically. Yeah, all that padding he has on. Oh, I mean, he uh, does wear some padding. He's just, I just, he's such a big guy. It's crazy to see him. At uh, I'm going to ask one uh, question just because it's the topic of the summer. Uh, Sims called it in about week two last year that Colin Kaepernick was going to get blackballed by the league. Yeah. He said in very early in the year he's never going to play again because the NFL tends to be extremely re- Republican conservative. Yeah. And this and and as I was talking with my girlfriend last night because she was asking why is is happening, uh, owners look at it as a business, yep. and they're afraid that he is going to scare half of their uh, fans away mm-hmm. and create a controversy that I don't want to like pay money for this team and all that stuff, yeah. where I'm going, yeah, but the owner that does do it could make a huge impact for the rest of his ownership for a long time, mm-hmm. and maybe will attract better free agents and all this stuff. There's always two sides to the coin. Yeah, um, Is it... Is this something that you guys talk a lot about in the locker room? Because it's something that the sports world's talking about all the time. Yeah, we talk about a lot. I actually had a conversation with these guys about it last night. I mean, it, it definitely sucks that uh, was happening to him, you know, because he is a good quarterback. Um, but I think as 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 an athlete, you know, you have to understand, like we were saying yesterday, uh, we all have voices, and, and we need to use our voices. Now, whatever you say, you have to understand there might be consequences to everything, every action you have, you know, and – I think with the way he, the way he, what he had to say, we thought was very, was very, was good, a good yeah. idea, but maybe not the best way to handle it, you know, because right. as outside looking in as a player, I'm like, he told us what he was protesting, yeah. you know, and then guys want to make it about something totally different, right. you know, I think that's, and that's why it got misconstrued. Now, could he have done it a better way than taking a knee? Uh, I think we said yes yesterday, but the way he did it, I think it still would have got this, anything he would have done still would have got the same uh, attention, you know, now if he just would have done, come on the show what you guys have done, media, I don't think it would have been as uh, 
talked about talked about kind of because stuff. you know they can cut you guys off you know what i'm saying but oh, yeah. we're not showing this episode you know but the way he did it through the media and through the games and and getting all these other players around him to do it in the games you know now that was that was awesome but like i said i mean like you said it's a it's a <laughs> it's, it's a right-wing a, conservative yeah. nfl the owners yeah. the front office that's the way they are we're not trying to say they're jerks or whatever nah, else it's all, just the way it is they're, exactly. they're kind of old me, school though, they're uptight it's yeah. been an interesting off season because with the nba players getting so much money those guys are Killing it. It 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 made us look at the NFL players and go like we we've always said NFL players don't get paid enough yeah. and the guaranteed money. It's the only sport and yeah. you get hurt the most, but exactly. it's not guaranteed. Exactly. So when I look at that fact, mm-hmm. the huge divide between other athletes and NFL athletes, mm-hmm. and then I watch a guy that said, "Hey, can uh can black guys get treated equally?" and then he's never allowed to play again. Yeah. It just made me look at the league and be like, "Man, this is." It's t- it's tough because you know you guys feel like you're kind of pushed into a corner a little bit. Yeah, I mean you definitely do, and I think uh, you know I don't use Twitter anymore because because you know I definitely have opinions, but I feel like unless it's something I strongly feel p- uh, passionate about or I know every detail about it, I'm not going to speak on it yeah. because it's one of those things like not everybody's going to agree with you. Hell, I, I posted a picture of my daughter and people still talking about Denver this, Denver that, and that's just a uh, uh, <laughs> just an aspect of saying like no matter what you say, people are still going to make what they want about, and people are still going to misconstrue your words and people are still going to have a problem with it. You know, they think that we're just athletes that just go out here and run the ball and way too overpaid, you know, yeah. but they don't do what we do. And don't I'm, I'm always so. curious if, if you know, what happens if an offensive guard walks in and goes, man, I'm, f-, that, that was my country yeah, white boy voice, yeah. man, I, I'm tired of this Kaepernick shit, like, like he, he shouldn't have kneeled anyway, whatever, like. I'm sure there's plenty of, I a lot of guys say that. Do they? Say that. Yeah. Well, I feel like that could throw off a locker room. Especially the offensive linemen, that's the group that's going to say that kind of thing. Yeah, they're those the band of brothers right there. But uh, I think people do say, you know, people are like, I don't agree with them, and this is why, and this is why, but. I mean, that's your right to have your opinion. You know, so you, you would you, people in the locker room wouldn't get angry about that. I feel like it's a point that that could get really testy. I mean, yeah, but you know, you call him like a an idiot or a dipshit and be like, all right, whatever, bro. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, just something like, all right, well. And the good thing is, you get to go on the practice field and, and punch him in the face. Yeah, exactly. You the know, fight with the, the the cause is just, as we've always said, mm-hmm. it is just. I've had been around too many people my whole life, African American teammates, my best friends. I just seen too much crap happen. Yeah. It's a just fight, just like he said. Yeah. It wouldn't have been the way I approached it. Yeah. Yes. I also think there's an anger within some NFL players, white or black, some of my friends would say, you know, we, we elected a president who said that America wasn't great. That was his slogan. But mm-hmm. yet, you know, the black quarterback let knees down and says, it's not that great. You're right. And then we go, get him the fuck exactly. out of this country. And exactly. that's where that I think a lot of people have yeah. uh, double a little standards, argument. Man. A lot of double standards. And uh, it's one of those things that it sucks, but. We hope that we've shown people kind of an insight into who you are and the way your brain works. He's got to go. His it, people want him to go. Absolutely. Is there anything that when people, instead of, oh, that's Malik Jackson, he wears number 90 and he tries to kill quarterbacks, mm-hmm. what would you like people to know that maybe they don't see just with the helmet on? Uh, I'm a pretty passionate guy. You know, I care about people a lot. You know, I, uh, I try to be a little cerebral. You know, I'm not the dumb jock, you know, that people want to say football players are. Um, just very well spoken you know I was raised right and uh you know I'm not a I'll talk to you whenever you want to talk to you know I'll, I'll shoot whatever you want to do you know I'm yeah. just a down to earth I always tell people I'm just another guy you know just somebody I just out here just living walking the streets of New York you feel small you know everybody's yeah. you don't know who is who yeah. you know what I'm saying yeah. so right. I, isn't New York great for that I, I love it man you I can mean sneak I'm, away yeah exactly you could just be now you're, you're the size of your apartments kind of scare me but uh <laughs> 
You know, other than that. Don't worry. The size of your bank account can get a big apartment, okay? Man, you guys are pretty expensive out here, man. Damn, that's crazy. looks nice compared to what's out here. That's right. He's got that Florida no no income tax. As he goes, he said it right. I've I've known the guy since college. Mm -hmm. He treats everybody with respect and politeness. Yeah. Good things happen to good people. He's yeah, a good example. It. We are super happy that you have been rewarded and that I know you will continue to get rewarded. We are excited to see what you guys are building down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 hope, I hope that Blake Bortles proves us wrong and he proves you right. And if he does... I am giving all the credit to your mentorship. Uh, I appreciate it. And yes. uh, it's not only that, I think he has that, that 15 mil extension for his first yeah. round pick. 19. Next year. 19. Ni- oh, excuse yeah. me. Yeah. 19. Yeah. That quarterback uh, money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're telling me. <laughs> man. But uh, yeah, so I think he has a lot of motivation, man. So he's going to be all right. Awesome. All right, everybody, we hope you enjoyed it. Malik Jackson for Sims. Peace out, homies. I am Lefko. Holler at you guys. Appreciate you guys.